Shining a light on the women creating impact, leading organizations, and mission-focused strategic programs across the federal technology and consulting community, this is Impact. Well, I am being joined today by Joyce Hunter, the Executive Director for the Institute for Critical Infrastructure Technology. Joyce, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, so let's start with, is there an experience or an event that you believed helped steer you down your current path? Oh, my goodness. There are so many because (laughs) I I have not had a straight path. Uh, So my my career has zigzagged along the way. Uh, So I would say probably my time as the, probably as an Obama appointee. Uh, when I was the deputy CIO and then the acting CIO at the Department of Agriculture, uh, that was probably life changing for me. Um, you know, I, I did a global project initiative when I was with Lotus and that was exciting. We, uh, Im- implemented Lotus Notes, uh, in 46 countries in 12 months. <laughs> and that, that was a life changing experience. Uh, and then, uh, but, but the experience as being a CIO and the deputy CIO, uh, is, is absolutely amazing. It was a brand new position at the Department of Agriculture. And, uh, needless to say, I knew nothing about agriculture. I'm from West Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> but it was a great learning experience. And a lot of people, when they're offered opportunities, they get this imposter syndrome and say, well, I've never done that before, so therefore I'm not going to try. I figured if God put it in front of me and opened the door, I'm going to walk through it and do the best I can. And mm-hmm. I had the absolute best civil servants that worked with me on several other projects, and I could not have been successful without them. That's amazing. So do you have a leader or a mentor that you that helped guide you along the way? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Early in my career, it was uh, Mary Walker. Uh, she was, um, when I was with Digital Equipment Corporation, she was there. And then we lost touch for about 15 years or so. And then when I transferred from health IT into the federal market space, uh, she was there. And everything I know about health IT is because of her. Uh, And then, of course, I've had a variety of different mentors, uh, depending on what season I'm in, uh, over at Department of Agriculture and uh, guided me and, you know, made sure I knew what was the right thing. Now, interestingly enough, I had a wonderful mentor, and I can't remember his name, but (laughs) but when I was at Department of Agriculture, uh, I had to do a budget, like everybody does. And when I first went to, you know, this is how the budgets are done, my eyes became crossed. And I said, well, they did not teach me this in graduate school. This is not your normal accounting practice. (laughs) So I actually went down to uh, the Office of Budget Planning and Analysis and told them I didn't know what I was doing. And if they expected a I didn't want my face to be on the front page of the Washington Post. And so, you know, could they provide me with a tutor? And they did. They did. First of all, they were amazed that I actually asked for help. (laughs) (laughs) I have no pride. (laughs) I don't know something I'm going to say so. Uh, But uh, Don Bice, that's his name, B-I-C-E, Don Bice's name. And they provided me with a tutor from April 
to the time I had to submit my budget to August. That was amazing. I could not have gotten through. I didn't understand, you know, working capital, appropriations, um, discretionary, didn't understand any of that. But they were so good at providing me with the information that I needed to be successful. That's amazing. So now as a leader, what is something important that leaders should keep in mind when they're guiding teams and they're driving organizations forward? Compassion. You just, you never know where people are coming from and emotional intelligence. You know, I, I, I'm a strong believer in emotional intelligence. Uh, when I joined the Department of Agriculture, uh, I I met with each one of the leaders and I asked them, so who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it that way? And if there was something that you could change, what would that be? And amazingly, a lot of them had been in federal service for 20, 25, 30 years, and nobody had ever asked them that. So I, I am a strong believer in understanding where the people you are working with are coming from so that you can make the best decisions based on where they are and where they would like to go. Yeah, I, th- I agree. Some of the best leaders know everyone that they work with and all of their strengths. And maybe I had a leader that I initially applied for a job just to get that job and was doing that, and she found out that my interests and my abilities lied in a totally different area. And she was like, why are you even doing this? And she totally pulled me and put me into a spot. So sometimes the best leaders even recognize people's strengths that they may not even know that they have, which is awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So is there one thing that comes to mind over the past five years that you would say has made a significant impact on the future direction of IT? Cybersecurity. (laughs) I think it's, and now AI, artificial intelligence. I think the two of them has made a, a different decision. The hockey puck is faster now because of those two. It is absolutely amazing what ransomware and getting people cyber deterrent. I mean, it's a cultural thing. I mean, you know, people think they stick their heads in the sand like an ostrich and they believe it's not going to happen to them. And then when it does happen to them, then they try to hide it. Well, now the new SEC rules say you have four days. You, you know, publicly traded companies have four days to tell us what happened and what you're going to do about it. And there was an oh, uh, article that came out last week that the people that the hackers reported their victim because wow yes, it, it i i well first of all i shouldn't laugh but i did uh but the the it was a ransomware mm-hmm. and the victim did not respond fast enough as far as you know their payment yeah. and what they were going to do and give a decision so the hackers decided to report them to the sec because wow. they did not wow. report within the four days. They were still, you know, mm-hmm. in the dog chasing the tail, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, and, and so they reported them. 
So you can't run and you cannot hide anymore. Uh, the best thing to do is just because, and there are different types of education for people who are doing the work and boards. And the SEC has cr- specifically said they are going to look at boards and CISOs and CEOs to make them accountable. And with their latest ruling on suing the CISO and uh, senior executives at SolarWinds, I mean, that that's a game changer. That is definitely a game changer. So do you think, what do you think is going to be the greatest focus over the next five years? Still going to be the same, cybersecurity and AI. I think AI is, has the lead on this, though. Uh, people are trying to figure out what are the best ways in order to implement AI. Uh, they really haven't got their arms around it yet. Uh, they're looking at, you know, how to make it ethical, how to make it, you know, reasonable, how to, and, and then who are the people that you're going to hire? Um, I'm going to add a third one to that, Marianne, workforce. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I know they say that there are 16 critical infrastructures. I'm going to add a 17th, and that is uh, workforce. Because if you don't have the workforce, you're not going to be able to get the work done. And right now, most of our adversaries, because they are nation states, they pay for their uh, folks to get that kind of education, whereas, you know, we, we don't. So we've got to make a stronger case for starting younger, you know, being um, vigilant about getting our kids into not just coding, but actually standing up and presenting uh, uh, data, telling stories with the data. So that so that leads me to a follow up question. Say you have a kid that's going into college, going in, into the workforce. What should they be focusing on for a career? Because you know your your job that you were looking to get into ten years ago is not going to be even a thing anymore. So what's something that you would think they would be focusing on as a potential career option? Uh, I I would say. I- and I'm going to caveat this with, I do not have a technical degree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have an undergrad in sociology and a, and a graduate degree in marketing. So mm-hmm. both of those are useful. We have found that the best cyber analysts are humanities people. So major in whatever you want. <laughs> As you know, Just be happy and successful in college. And then when you come out... Broaden your perspective. If you're a marketing major, that's fine. Do marketing in like agricultural marketing service or um, it's a cybersecurity company that has marketing uh, opportunities. If you are a philosophy major, that's great because that enables you to think and work through problems. So I would say, you know, put them in activities during the summer that will kind of spark their interest in these these things. Um, I also have a nonprofit camp, uh, which for underserved and underrepresented youth ages 14 to 18, and we we teach them how to tell stories with data. So they take some of the common problems. Cybersecurity is one. Uh, they uh, sports marketing, uh, uh, hunger and poverty. Um, one of the topics that they have, urban agriculture, and they use all of that data. And then at the end of the two weeks, three week program, they stand up and 
tell their story using the data that we have provided them. Awesome. Well, Joyce, is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, I would say, you know, keep your eye on the market. I, I think a lot of people have misconceptions about artificial intelligence, but when in the right area, it can be a real benefit for organizations who want to speed along the process of processing the data that they do have so that those workers can go do other things. And do not be afraid, you know, boards and CISOs and CEOs, invest in getting somebody who knows what they're doing. Don't muddle through this by yourself because, you know, you'll end up not feeling very good or you'll end up on the wrong side of the fence. So, you know, just just get it done and it'll it'll be fine. Awesome. Well, Joyce, thank you for taking the time to meet with me today. You're welcome. Thank you, Marianne, and have a great holiday season. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to check out our other podcasts, Keeping IT Brief and Afternoon Tea. Available on your podcast providers. Mm.